you're looking for a musical conversation with substance, inclusive, with hosts just like you, well, we have you covered. Welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. Sit back and relax. I'm Andrew with Jake, Kevin, and Rob, and we're sharing our favorite top shelf albums. Come for the music and stay for the conversation. And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm here with uh, my cast. We were just listening to I've Seen All Good People, and uh, we want to check around with the cast. We're in the dog days of summer right now in uh, USA. Uh, it's been hot for a while. It's, uh, it's kind of dragging a little bit. I guess the kids are about to go back to school. So uh, what have you guys been up to, Rob? Um trying to stay cool finally got a decent weekend actually an amazing weekend um hung out around the house last weekend i was lucky enough to get an invite to go see the black crows oh wow who'd you see that one so springer uh nick um his wife and then like ended up running into a bunch of people there um and would never have paid the money for these tickets but a bunch of my friends were going they had a bus they were meeting at a friend's house there was barbecue there uh one of them was gracious enough to be like dude just come i got it i was like what all right well like i'm going to that and i knew this leading in but then became more excited because this freaking guitar hero that i love named isaiah mitchell um is kind of their hired gun as their second guitar and plays in an amazing band called Earthless that, of course, Kevin Foss turned me on two years ago and been lucky enough to see him live a couple of times, The Empty Bottle. I sent you that but, link, motherfucker. But he, um, you did, Drew, didn't you? And then and then Kevin, like, literally. It's from Kevin, but I sent it seven, to you. Seven days <laughs> after I was, like, obsessed with this record, said, hey, dude, in another, like, last minute, hey, can you go see Earthless tonight at the Empty Bottle? And I was like, uh, yeah. Um, so anyways, but um, that was an interesting show. It was fun to see him play on that level and that stage. I thought they would handcuff him a little more than they did, and they kind of let him go on some parts a lot more than I thought he thought they would um so that was interesting and then just getting my daughter ready to go back to school and um listening to music been listening to this is something i gotta throw out because i wasn't familiar and kevin's kind of helped me a little bit and another great friend of ours jeff who the two of you know um jed hasn't met him yet but um but you know he's a huge fan of stephen malkmus um, of pavement fame, but now I feel like more of Stephen Malkmus fame. He's, <laughs> I, I don't, it's not like I was digging my heels in with him or something. I just never took the time to kind of sit down and consume it. I was absolutely obsessed with it all last week. I couldn't stop and into the previous week. I could not stop listening to it. He's amazing. So if if you guys are looking for something new to listen to, maybe you know Steve Malkmus, maybe you did what I did and just never gave it time, check it out. Check it the fuck out. It is killer. Sweet. All right. Um, well. Yeah. So, and I've been, for whatever reason, I've been right listening, listening to some Mastodon recently, um, which oh, I Oh, nice. I, I revisit. On. Nice. I think my, my, um, my, peel back into earthless after seeing Isaiah last Saturday. And then it kind of led me to some Mastodon. So, um, and then another friend of ours, Tim was talking about just stoner rocker bus the other day. So, uh, that didn't hurt either. Stoner um, rocker or bust. <laughs> so Is that what you so, just said? Yeah, that's what he said. That's oh. what he did. So I think I quote stoner rocker bus is right. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. It's an old friend, right? Yeah. Another music nut and just like, that's another butte. Something that's got me through a real butte. This whole pandemic was like just these kind of music conversations that I would have with people like Kevin and Drew and Jed and, and Tim and other folks, Jeff, the guy I talked about. It, it keeps us all connected. That's hey, Jeff. One of the wonders. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, what up, Jeff? So, 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 Kev, what are you up to? There we go. Yeah, it's um, it, yeah, I was um, 
like you said, Drew, it's like the dog days of summer and kind of coming to the grips, coming to grips with the end of summer has been a thing yeah. of these last couple of weeks. Um, so the last week, especially just kind of seeing the plants kind of like, all right, you're at the end of your life now. Yeah. You know, like I that sort of thing. <laughs> Certain things are like, you've peaked, you know, kind I'm of not going like, to water you anymore. Looking at my lawn going, you've peaked and, you know, like plants and trees, all this stuff. Um, we had, you know, it hasn't been ridiculously hot these past couple of days. It's been really nice as a matter of fact. And yeah. this past weekend, yeah, the weather was gorgeous. Um, sunny, but like really nice and, you know, warm, but not hot. And so that part of it was cool. And then, um, did an indoor show this week. Um, Italia, um, we saw, tell us about that one. Yeah. We saw minor moon open for John Moreland and it was basically, um, just kind of a solo electric guitar type of evening. Um, minor moon, um, normally has, you know, five piece band, but it was right. just him and his guitar. Um, but it was really cool. He had played for about a half hour, um, you know, did a couple of his songs from his new album, did a cover, um, did a new song. So it was cool. It was a varied set. I think, um, yeah, about three or four tracks from the new album, as a matter of fact. I was so that lucky, was cool. I was lucky enough to, to be able to listen to that too, not too long afterwards, but <laughs> yeah, less than 24 hours. I had it, but, um, I had it up. Um, and then, then he, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. And Moreland. I mean, this yeah. guy, I think in my opinion, I don't know. And it's funny cause I know Andrew is not really a big Americana fan and it's probably my number one source of enjoyment musically <laughs> you know I, i've realized that for about two years now so um and i think with isbel being um kind of the greatest living songwriter we have like he's it you know with john prine being in the ground like isbel's it like as far as my generation goes you know our generation whatever people beyond this old i would um, agree moreland like the more I see him, the more I listen to him. Moreland's like right, right underneath it, man. He's close. And some of his stuff is so incredibly poignant and vulnerable. And um, yes. like basically both of them, it's not just him. It's his friend and sidekick, John Calvin Abney, who also plays. They were both playing Telecasters. Is that the guy that was playing with him in that? set Jesus, yeah he's good right like so Moreland is playing a telecaster just plugs straight into the amp and abney has this thing he's got like six different pedals going and he's making it sound like a pedal steel and just the totally. kind of weepy lonesome totally. sound right he's beaten like he's beaten the guitar up and it's just a telecaster you know and um it was amazing like the guy is an artist he really is an incredible artist and to have him kind of back these tunes we were really like we were kind of on top of the stage right off yes, to the side in those opera boxes it was really cool it's yeah. a really interesting perspective you like that see country. The show. um and the mics captured it pretty well too um, <laughs> so i think um yeah so that was really fun that was fun we did that and um you, you know i mean yeah i've been kind of revisiting a lot of those live uh, those live concerts that I've taped um, in the before times before the pandemic, it's weird. Um, but you know, I've also been true. listening to a lot of new music too. Um, here's something from Chicago, actually um, Tobacco City. Um, the album is called Tobacco City USA, and the band is called Tobacco City, and it's this weepy country like uh duo and they're fantastic um full band sound on the album it's like a country kind of soul sound um couple of the like most gorgeous um sounds i've heard in a long time um 
You know, I, I have He's like got the, me hook the line past, too. The past two or three months. Um, I've been like a, like a sucker, an absolute sucker for pedal steel. Dude. It's like so great. Um, and yeah, this album, this is new writers, states, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like listening to Jerry said he could have made it a whole different career playing pedal steel. Jerry yeah, Garcia like, that is. Yeah. Like in, the in-between days, it was a great time to kind of examine the the Jerry Pedal Steel stuff and, you know, continuing it with all of these acts nowadays. It just sounds, I don't know, it, it sounds really good. Um, but if, uh, if you want to hear something psychedelic, Jeffrey Alexander and the Heavy Litters is, uh, wow, it's a really cool album. Um, it's basically right the combination of like dire wolves and Elkhorn and Garcia peoples and Riley Walker's band. It's got a whole hodgepodge of like indie jam. And in folks, I, I know I champion this every time he mentions new music and other, other stuff, but it would behoove you to mark this shit down. Cause it's like he knows his shit in I, I know <laughs> something in there that somebody would like, you know, maybe not one, but the other, I, 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 I know yeah. that for sure. It's uh, it's psych or country. Yeah. But I've been listening to a lot of Courtney Barnett too lately. Like she rules. Yeah. Um, She's the one that did that record with Kurt Vile, right? Yeah. That's she's really good. Like she's got a new album coming out. She's playing the Chicago theater in January. I really want to see her. She'll probably be closed down by January. That's the thing. So um, let's be positive yeah. and knock on fucking wood. Yeah, I mean that's so the virus doesn't know positivity. Being uh, at that venue, it was about <laughs> half sold. Hang on to something. The the venue was half sold. We had masks on. I'm fine. So I'm I feel invincible. Bring it on. Indoor shows. I'll wear a mask. Keep playing. How keep playing, yeah. man. Keep yeah. playing, keep playing. I mean, you can assume everyone's not, but you're still safe. <laughs> I mean, statistically, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think these guys need to make a living. And, you know, yes. I want to support them as much as I can. And like I said, I'm I'm buying the tickets, whether I'm going to the show or not. So I've already, like, got two or three tickets or like sets of tickets that I just didn't even go to the show because I couldn't make it, but I'm going to try to go to as many of these as I can. And I don't know. I'm so hey how Jed, you how you doing? Yeah. I'm doing great. <laughs> Segway, no, segueing into that. There's a smooth yeah. transition. Um, no, I'm doing good. I, you know, I would, you guys got me thinking about, uh, or haven't got me thinking about how we were at fish like a week and a half ago. And uh, not even at Deer Creek. We, uh, we made one night. That's courageous, man. I can't go that big. Wow. A a quick there and back. Um, I mean, mainly our friends kind of set us up for it because they had this like really dope house that, you know, nice was in like the middle of a, it it was, it was like the, the most hilarious of combos. We knew nothing about it. Except that it was like, <laughs> like she was like, it's the the area is kind of sketchy, and like you know that doesn't really phase us as like people who have lived in the city. Like all of us have lived in various com- neighborhoods. Love that. Like we're, we get it, and so like we drove through, and I was like, I wasn't scared. I was like, oh man, like if I wanted, you know, if, if I was, I felt comfortable about in, in, investing in gentrification, I would definitely buy some houses here to flip, but like, I don't want to do that. And then we pulled up, this is before I knew where we were going. <laughs> we pulled up to a house that was done by an HGTV couple Oh my! God. that our friends had rented on no. like a side street in like what we would say like is like, you know, deep West side kind of a, a, a scenario, really? but like things had been coming up. There's like fancy beer places and all this stuff. And then like, everyone's obviously like trying to scare <laughs> all the kids from like Iowa or wherever they thought that we were. So there was a lot of music, a lot of like shouting and stuff. And, uh, I would be doing the same thing if it was my block. Like it was, we were like, you know what? Next time, let's 
let's go like the hot tub house somewhere like up in the hills somewhere like outside of town um but it was an awesome show uh i've been trying to catch as many of the fish shows on that's uh, heard on the couch tour stream yeah. uh, they're fun again right yeah they're really fun it's really fun yeah. it's playful fish they fun seem again. like they're having a super fun time playing together fish is fun fun again yay andrew how are you doing oh i'm doing super been up to super well i've been uh spending most of my time uh trying not to smoke or quitting smoking and uh it's going all right i will admit it makes me feel kind of different like i don't feel like myself the last few days or anything like that it's kind of strange uh how far in are you uh, I was smoking over a pack and I'm, I have not smoked five today yet. Okay. So, so you're ta- you're tapering. Yes. Yeah, I'm tapering. I'm using. Yeah. Little, that's the best way to do nicotine sure. replacement therapy. So folks, we have an album this week. Uh, we, do. we didn't even Ooh. mention it yet. And, uh, but if you're listening this far, you must know what it is, but we're going to talk about the yes album. Surprisingly by the band. Yes. And uh, later on, we're actually going to talk about a band called Return to Forever, which is uh, some high-flying motherfuckers. And uh, you're going to want to check that out, too, because um, they have some uh, things in common with Yes. The thing is, I had always been a fan of Rush, like a lot of you guys. Like, you know, maybe not so much Jed, but, you know, of, the, of a certain age, you were kind of weaned on it. That's a different band with a big sound, three people obviously right. Canadian, uh, the funny fantasy lyrics, the, uh, accentuation on complex, you know, uh, arrangements. Parts of music. Yeah. 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 Totally. So I, you know, I had kind of been used to rush like, you know, all you guys are. And, uh, and somehow, uh, I, I happened upon this album just in the record store. I bought it like kind of sight unseen, but isn't that what you had to do in record stores a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of times? Like you didn't know yeah. it. You, like you, you bought it to dice. know what it sounded like. Correct. And the thing is, you know, it was, you know, that's a leap of faith, you know, that you don't have to take anymore. So, you know, I noticed some similarities between Rush and Yes right away. And that was, you know, in particularly, you know, the extremely heavy bass, um, which, you know, both of them have kind of a lead bass role, uh, you know, that takes the melody of a song, which isn't typical. Um, so I fell in love. With it. I, I bought this album and fell in love with it because I was a young budding bass player. Ha ha ha. Whatever. I play bass in a garage band. And uh, but I just got my first bass and uh, I was into uh, like John, John Antwistle. Uh, I really liked his bass playing a lot. Phil Lesh. Uh, of Grateful Dead fame. John of Grateful Dead fame. Who, right. Correct. Thank you. And uh, Jocko. Uh, I love Jocko. <laughs> but he's a beast uh, upon, you know, it wasn't like I was about to emulate Jocko or anything like that. Jocko was of space. That's where he, that was, that was what he was of. <laughs> right. He was a freaking alien. Absolutely. And the thing is, so is Chris Squire from Yes. I mean, Absolutely. dude is a complete freak show of a bass player. So throw him on top of my, you know, pile of bass gods. And, you know, and I, you know, for my list to be proper for this second formative four list that we have going, I had to include a prog giant. I was just became so attracted with the virtuosity. And really, that probably kind of screwed up some of my listening habits because, like, you know, I just couldn't listen to anything that wasn't done by some sort of Berkeley graduate all, all, all of ours at some point or another i know that it's like building your tolerance for marijuana or something like you know when it's yeah but i know you that ha- phenomenon you have to, <laughs> i mean it's part of prog music actually to push out the boundaries of what your sure. of what your uh audience or what an audience is used to living you know used to excuse me listening to well, I mean, let's get down to a definition of prog. So what are we really talking about as a prog band? You can think of it a little bit as an outgrowth of like psychedelic band, you know, and they, they kind of abandoned their pop sensibilities sure. for, you know, in favor of like instrumentalization and composition. This was music was written more for uh, listening than dancing. In, this include yeah. In, in like a composed aspect to it where it's like you know it, just continuing on what you were saying yeah like, like it's written aspect. down on paper right. they were english they were classical music nerds who discovered acid there we go 
somewhere, in, somewhere. In, <laughs> in combi- combined like this kind of virtuosity into rock and roll, but also with jazz and other sensibilities, heavy like, metal, um, like odd time signatures and stuff yep. like that. Like you said, not stuff you can dance to. It almost like, look, watch what we can do. Look, watch how tight we can play. You know, Kevin, you mentioned, uh, uh, classical music students. And that's exactly right. There's shitloads of these bands who are trying to bring in credibility by absorbing classical music. Like it's, sure. it's a higher art form because we're, you know, yeah. talking about Greek gods and goddesses and whatever else. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, they're trying to establish more credibility for rock and roll. And, uh, not all the bands were like that, but like, you know, King Crimson was certainly one. And they were like one of the first fully fresh, fleshed, fully fleshed prog bands that there were. They uh, probably could be considered, right? Maybe it'd be neck and sure. neck with them. And yes, correct. Genesis. Like, right. But, well, uh, yeah, Genesis. But Crimson sure. King Absolutely. came out in 1969. And uh, yeah, I think that yeah. that album really kind of puts it down right for them right, right. so like it, when you're talking about bands that evolved into the early 70s you know which was the big bulk of what is considered prog i mean in my opinion in the court of the crimson king came a little like it was certainly ahead of its time by a couple of years sure. uh, but you're talking about contemporaries of jethro tull emerson like right. palmer rush pink floyd you know, and these, these other bands and Genesis, of course, and these are these bands that were pushing the edge and, um, and usually, especially in North American Prague, uh, it was kind of a, a cross, uh, uh, it was a hybrid of styles. Like it was, it was, it was hard rock, but it, it you know, for example, like the complex arrangement, arrangements of Rush, you know, that's a little classical. Uh, the Southern style tinged of Kansas, if you will, which sure. I've read several places is considered prog rock. Absolutely. And, uh, all, I Absolutely. Can, all I can think of is carry on my wayward son, but right. I will, I will take the uh, dust in the wind. And, and let's not forget uh, rock and roller uh, Frank Zappa and his uh, his jazz fusion, which uh, age, which was about three albums long, uh, starting with the Grand Wazoo. Probably, and, uh, one of, probably one of the peaks of all our prog love would be would be, FZ. For sure. Yeah. So now that you have kind of like a, here's, here's what Prague is. Here's what, you know, here's some contemporaries. Here's what, you know, yes, was compared to these types of bands. Um, so did you guys listen to the album? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Any quick opinions? What was interesting most to me is that like the three kind of big songs that were also on. So, Basically, when I was maybe 10 years old, yeah, we went on a cross-country trip. And I don't know, maybe about two-thirds of the way, I ran out of music. And, you know, <laughs> at the gas stations, they have those carousels full of tapes. Oh, my God. I haven't yeah. thought about one of those. Oh, That's funny. Classic yes. That's great. Classic yes. And so it had... Those three songs, you know, and whatever, it had kind of the the early hits up until then. And so that was one of those albums that I just listened to driving across the country with to the point where um, like Starship Trooper and I've seen all good people and yours is no disgrace are all on it, you know, and then that's all you need the other it. hits. It came out in like 81. So everything before owner of a lonely heart. Sure. Right. So by the time it was like 1983 owner of a lonely heart, like I knew yes was a band, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that was kind of, all right. You know, I may have heard him on classic rock, but I didn't know of them much whatever owner of a lonely heart came out they were a band okay and then oh that other stuff was yes you kind of learn and then this tape like i'd heard a couple of songs on the on the radio enough to to select the tape and basically i mean their music um took me across the country a couple of times because not only 
did I listen to it, you know, going out the rest of the way and coming back. I also took it with me when I went with my buddy out to drive out to Arizona and back. Um, and how old is this? This was like going into my senior year of high school, like junior okay. into senior year. And he was driving out to ASU, Arizona state. So you his had, freshman year. So you so, had some time with this. Cause at the first you were with your parents listening to this. So you're probably younger, you know, 13 or whatever. Right. When, yeah. It was kind of part of the classic rock introductory set sure, for me. Sure. I think, okay. yeah. you know, like yes, as a band, this was their first album. Andrew, uh, this album that you selected, it's like I said, it's to me, it's, it's kind of the genesis the of, right? Yeah, exactly. It was the, it was the first sure. album of their original music, all of their own stuff. And so, right. And it actually way, charted in, in Britain and, uh, the U S surprisingly kind of to me, but yeah, yeah it, it hit the charts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these songs are amazing. Um, I love this album and I'm glad you chose it. Cause like I said, uh, it's got three of those songs from that album. It just blew me away when I bought it. We could start with, I mean, let's start with Yours is No Disgrace. Let's run down for the listeners, you know, what is actually on the album. Right. And uh, Yours is No Disgrace right away hits me in the face with uh, uh, this dominant chugging bass and, right. uh, and also the blissed out guitar over the top. Well, and that's like, that's one of the beauty, but like those beauties of prog rock, like these guys are so deliberate in their oh, yeah. execution of everything. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. there's no doubt that this was played just countless times mm-hmm. over and over again to hit the right, Wrong! That Start right over. thing, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I actually just, read how much rehearsal time they took or something. I was like, how the fuck do you learn this in like three weeks? <laughs> that's amazing. One, yeah. I mean, you're virtuoso. That's how. Yeah, that's how for sure. Um, you can hear it and then just play it from your ear. It's just amazing. Right. Um, so yeah, Chris Squire plays the bass, run it down. Steve Howe on the guitars. Uh, Tony Kaye K on piano and Hammond Moog. It's obviously very prevalent, though I've never really heard of the dude. And uh, Bill Bruford, who has uh, been in many, many prog bands over the years. Uh, we don't want to forget John Anderson on the vocals because he is a very integral part of their sound. Um, vocals are amazing. Yeah, the high tight vocals, that's a uh, that's a characteristic of theirs. That's part of their sound. If you can't get used to that, then you probably can't get with them. Um, Is that a la Radiohead? That he's but, doing absolutely. That's like a that that is fal- that is what you would call falsetto when he's singing like that. I don't know. I think that's his natural range. Um, I've really? seen. There's like a video of them playing this entire album on YouTube, and uh, uh, he's a little guy. I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he, you know, on the albums he harmonize. You know, he's doing multiple tracks to harmonize with himself. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's all cool. So, you know, there's a point in uh, yours to notice grace where it comes together, where it just sounds like a flag flying festival where they're just all ripping at the same time. And I rather love it. And uh, so that was like the first song that really, uh, well, it's the first song on the album. It's the first song that really gripped me. Uh, Pretty excited by it. And then we have the clap. like one of my faves <laughs> really then speak. Uh, yeah i love the cl- i love the clap Wait, um well and that's i i the main thing i know like i knew about yes as a kid was that like it was on all of my siblings shelves and i loved the art like i, I thought i think it's probably like the first right. 
like psychedelic thing I my eyes ever witnessed really? <laughs> like as a kid. Yeah, like because the art's really trippy. And yeah. uh or like these scenes that they create on the on the covers of the albums are really wild. Sure. Um I like the clap because I uh I think it it like it shows that other side of them that like sure. this and this kind of like country almond brothers y twang thing that the that yet like yes comes from uh like a little bit different than some of the other guys like in the game i think they yeah. had this this thing that that connected them to you know or gave them some relevance to maybe some some people on the other side of the pond that's what like i was thinking like, this this might have been thrown i think that's sort of this might have been thrown on there to give credibility to the new lead guitarist and uh yeah um it certainly kind of does i mean it's like jesus i mean uh pretty damn good dude right yeah yeah he throws it down pretty solid like yeah and uh and like yes is like the i'm one of those like vocals people with yes like if the vocals don't do it for you like you're not gonna absolutely constantly listen to it yeah. but anyway yeah I, lo- I love i love how the clap connects to that like and brings that kind of relevance and there's a little bit of that in in a few other songs too i think that you can like so what else what's the next track starship trooper starship trooper oh yeah split into three parts and uh well it starts you know it's three parts they're called a life seeker disillusion and verm or something like that worm uh um the the life, life seeker part is very Dornate. It's got high vocals over the organs. It is what it is. Disillusion is a fabulous kind of descending uh, chord progression that with uh, some beautiful, beautiful vocals all over it. Um, and then uh, the worm or worm is uh, that to me is probably the most infectious groove on the entire album. one of those classic yes songs that I, I guess I was uh, kind of frantically scrolling to see if this song had any connection to L. Ron Hubbard. Does anybody know? No, I do not know of any yes uh, uh, connections to Scientology. But this yeah. fucking song <laughs> fucking slaps. Fucking like incredible. This is one of those classic yes. songs, man. So very I don't psychedelic know. too, man. It starts out with just the very, very simplest of, of a guitar riff and it ends up just blowing it over the top in a bombastic type way. Fucking awesome, in yeah. my opinion. It, I mean, it's classic. Yes, it's like kind of the one of the quintessential yes songs. I, I agree. It's, you know, kind of a yeah. it's like yeah. a hallmark. Like if you're gonna try to turn some, if you're gonna try to turn your kid on to yes, put like <laughs> Good luck. this fucking song on. You know right. what I mean? You're not putting on clap. I'm sorry. You're putting on this. No. Like yeah. this is a representative yes song, right? Kind of the best of what they do. Right, Andrews. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I think it's kind of the essence of who Yes is. It involves all the kind of hallmarks and hooks of their sound, and uh, used to the the best of it. Really, I think the last part of this song just fucking rules. Um, I could listen to it for build up forever, and uh, in my opinion, it's the hallmark of their psychedelia, which they do have. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Right? 
Yeah, we move on to uh, another one. I've seen all good people. If you don't know anything about, yes, right, this is, this is the one you know, yeah. right. And and this was kind of my introduction into um, this. Yes. And then I was able, because of like streaming music, to dive into this type of yes, and it's like it's amazing. And then lead led me to other prog stuff that was similar and kind of offshoot to that too. But like this what? tune, um, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I mean, nice. I, I didn't. Welcome I, to I the show. I knew nothing about them and their record trilogy fucking blew me away the first couple times I listened to it. And yeah. I, I, it wasn't that long ago that I was like, man, I've never checked this out before. I need to, but, um, and would definitely be contemporaries. Right. Or just after. Yes. I think, I think, um, yeah, they're definitely contemporaries. So yeah, this was my introduction to this type of yes. And basically prog rock. Absolutely. So we got, you know, we have two more songs to finish out the album. We want to give everyone a chance to uh, hear what we're talking about. But the uh, the venture, maybe it was supposed to be called venture. I don't know. Uh, a venture. <laughs> a, a venture. Yeah. The theme song for the uh, venture. retail merchandise store. Venture. Right. Black and white stripes. Right on. There. I think this is a pretty solid song, actually. Absolutely. It's a, it's a totally. The rest totally of it. Is. But it's, it's definitely got its... Uh, um, it's definitely got its charm. And, uh, uh, there's a part where, um, you know, the bass and keyboards really add to like the progressive psychedelic experience of this song. It gets kind of multi-timed and completely intricate. that classic yes sound it really does i mean yeah i don't know i you know i think that um i think that this is one of those songs that because it's not a big hit like the last two songs on this album you know this and perpetual change both of them right are like they're songs that like I'd never heard before because I'd only really heard the hits like i said with right. yes right yeah. and so this like this is a good tune and then it leads into like the the final one perpetual change which is right. to me it was like a hidden gem yeah it's really and, oh yeah That was a hundred percent. That was for me, my like favorite on the album. The one I like hit the, the heart next to, to like, just at least keep in my catalog right. and remind me roll into song. my algorithm, you know, Heck like, yeah. but yeah, I think that was a really, uh, a really strong end. And it was like, I don't know, this is a short album, right? So it does yeah. sort of, uh, yeah. correct. Wrap it up. I forget what the, what the time Minutes were on eight and a half, like about nine minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's like third. But isn't the album in, in its entirety like oh. 40 minutes or something? Yeah, 51, 51 minutes. It's yes. got those that's, that's three the big songs, right? on it. It's got the three yeah. big songs and then the two short ones, right? The two shorter yeah. songs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it's got six songs on it. So six songs, okay, yeah. six. Sorry, um, three short ones, three long ones. Um, but in yeah, multi part songs right well one of the short ones i think is uh you're talking about is nine minutes long so 
Perpetual Change is the name of the song. Yeah. Okay. Just but under. In any case. Um, so yeah, Perpetual Change. Uh, check out that song too. Don't like skip out on the end of the album. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. It. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys like this album? Or, uh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Excellent. For sure. I like it. Yeah. It's going to be in my, it'll be in my, uh, my lexicon. Part of it anyway. Of like Prague. Yeah. Like I, I've always intended to listen to more. Yes. Like going, like go back and review the catalog. And well, that's what we're here for great, on the music challenge podcast. Great intro into that. Right on. Well, uh, I think we're going to take a little break on the music challenge podcast. Uh, that was our discussion of the yes album. Hope you enjoyed. We're going to uh, dip into uh, some uh, jazz prog after this. Right and uh, we'll uh, check out after the break. See ya. See you in a few. Peace. Bye. Bye. from the Music Challenge Podcast, and I want to tell you how you can help us bring you more awesome music commentary episodes. You can subscribe in the listening app of your choice, or you can share this episode with someone you think might dig it. Please leave a rating and review for us on the listening app of your choice, or you can get in touch with us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Just search Music Challenge Pod and like us to follow us. We hope you enjoy the Music Challenge Podcast, and thanks for listening. Thing. Welcome back to the Music Challenge Podcast. We were just listening to part of Vulcan Worlds by Return to Forever. That was probably the guitar solo we just listened to. However, uh, so we're in the we're we're in the land of jazz fusion now, jazz rock, as it were. Uh, how'd you guys like it? I was, if I can steal Kevin's phrase, today years old when I heard this, <laughs> um, and it's freaking amazing. And immediately, because I had listened to Yes previous to this, and I right. and then I listened to this, and you can hear like the influence or tie-ins immediately. Yeah, yeah, they take a very similar approach to very different types of music. And totally, I think that's kind of badass. Um, if uh, if an alien ship landed on this planet with the sole intent of playing jazz, it would have been uh, these four motherfuckers right here. These guys, yeah, these guys, <laughs> these uh, fucking guys right here. Chick Corea and Lenny White both play with Miles Davis. Uh, Stanley Clark is just a certifiable, St- probably best bass player on the planet. Dude, Stanley guy. Clark, I was blown. I mean, that dude is commanding the entire song at points you're just like fuck and like the closest i've seen to to refer back to to or the closest i've heard to something like that is like jocko is what yes it reminded me of he's of that ilk i mean when you're talking about bass players you're talking about stanley clark jocko he's a bad mother a few others i would suppose uh but you know just like yes i mean it's heavily bass influenced i mean there's a big heavy bass in both of them and stanley clark just dominates uh it's hard to know what to say about the dude uh 
So now Demiola, goddamn, I mean, the guy has been a jazz slayer for his entire life, but he was 19 years old when he joined Return to Forever on this album. Is that the guitarist? Yeah. 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 And Chick, I mean, you know, he just writes such beautiful music, right? Like, and you know, the, the, the piano, the organs, like just all of the keys on this album are so yeah. incredible. Um, I, yeah, I, I, this, this album's amazing. It was a great choice. And I was also, um, you know, kind of turned on to this album by um, someone a little bit older than me and, you know, wiser in music years. And sure. this is definitely, um, this is definitely that the intro to a pathway, if you call it right. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that's perfect. And it's the it's the it's the signage for the pathway almost. Like yeah, I would exit here. Somehow I was on a I was on like a different like little windy path around around the side of it because like yeah, I I, I love jazz. View. Like I this is a vein of music that I really enjoy, and uh, I it completely like passed behind you know in like by me and i was also one you know i listened to it yesterday but it was like wild how good i, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I know you're like, to it, like straight i mean it immediately takes again. off like yeah. sitting outside by myself like i don't want right. any more interruption like this is one of those ones where i'm like i want to sit through the whole thing don't right. mess with me right Your early sunday morning rob there you well, go dude that's a beautiful spot for something like this too Right on. I mean, the Vulcan Worlds immediately takes off. player in it takes a long solo and uh but i mean it gets here it's a perfect first song for an album wouldn't you say absolutely yeah and it's i mean it it rocks at points you know what i'm saying absolutely like, and that's the progressiveness of it it's incorporating right. you know a, a, you know different parts of of uh music um to come up with this culmination of sound, you know, I don't know if I said that quite right, but it's gripping. Oh, it yeah. It, it just, it grabs you. Right. It does. Like it, yeah. It, it really like, like who the it, fuck is this? <laughs> it was my immediate reaction to it. To tell you the truth. Yeah. It's I mean, the these, guys that made you turn around when they came on while you were yeah. walking to the bathroom at a bar. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much right. stared at the stereo speakers all fucking night while it played. So. <laughs> Yeah, they, these guys are, are legends, and this is why, um, you know, putting this stuff down on record back when they did, um, we're fortunate to have it captured. It's it's just incredible music. It right. Really is. Right. So, what does everyone want to listen to after this? Um, do you have like anything specific that was like, bing? like the I, I actually thought life. of a uh, live evil by uh, Miles Davis, which was also okay. released in 74 and uh, is considered a jazz fusion. And is this not, isn't, isn't Chick Corea a, a spinoff or of Miles he, Davis? He played on bitches brew as okay. did Lenny white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I listened um, what, what it brought me back to was it's funny because um uh, at some point in time last year, I inadvertently yeeted my phone into an irretrievable body of water, um, kind of losing like, you know, a certain number of pictures or whatever, right. And the phone in the process. There. Right. Um, but where my new phone starts, the first set of pictures was when I was lucky enough, um, the date was November 17, 2017. I was lucky enough to have Whoa. tickets to see John McLaughlin and his band play like his final tour ever. 
Um, he toured with Jimmy Herring and they each did oh. their set and then they mm-hmm. came out and played together. It was yeah. like wow. fabulous. And like uh, John McLaughlin, um, you know, I literally had front row center and just kind of seeing him all night um, master the guitar and that form of music, like you said, Andrew, like the prog. Right, yeah. like this is Mom, this new was, was a contemporary of this band for sure. And I always, it's funny, like Return to Forever and Weather Report. I always get those two mixed up because they were kind of contemporaries. Sure. Um, That's what I immediately thought of when I heard this. Kind of like Report. different flavors of the Miles tree, sure. both equally awesome, right? right. Like um, yeah. all of this stuff, it. It, I think it's mind expanding in that way because it, it pushes your brain musically in ways you kind of didn't know existed. I mean, how um, far ahead of its time is this? I mean, geez, for, Louise. Right. Um, it's well, it's exactly of its time. And that's the thing. It is like, now. You know, um, right. it's um, it's so incredibly like. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it, it expands your mind. And, and for me, it pushed it in, in places I didn't know um, it could go. Like getting back to the original definition that we gave of Prague or whatever, part of it was it, it, it blows it, you know, it kind of expands what is acceptable to the audience. You know, in other words, it, it's sure. going to, it's going to go a little farther than the stuff that came before it. And uh, this, this is, for sure that um, it's a powerhouse. Um, so then we go into a, where have I danced before? Where have I loved you before? Oh, geez. Have I met? Oh yes. Excuse me. Where have I loved you before? Is is this the tune that gets like super funky at the end? I, I'm pretty positive. It is. It was the second track, correct? Uh, no, this is uh, just a chick like a little inter- interlude almost. Maybe yeah, it's just like a piano ditty. Yeah. Now, Shadow of Low, I think that's probably what you're talking about. Right. Um, yeah, Shadow of Low is a beast. Yeah, that's a badass song. It starts out, you know, kind of uh, 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 bombastically peaceful or something like that. <laughs> but it comes out like a it's got an amazing uh it's got great amazing solos in it it gets really loose Headhunters. That's another Davis, right? Yeah, Demiola's solo in this one absolutely rips. Right on, right on. Yeah, uh, the guy can. Uh, the guy can play definitely. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, he's um, he's such. Uh, he was nineteen years old. At yeah, 19 when he joined that, the band, I guess. That's unreal. Just unreal. Right. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, probably youthful energy. variety, you know. And Youth, youthful energy. I wish I had that kind of youthful energy. <laughs> to be an absolute virtuoso on your, yeah. your instrument at, at 19. At 19, that would be something. I guess special. if you're good, you're good. Yeah. Um. So, go ahead. Sorry, Drew. No, go ahead. I was just going to say what was the next song that you were going to you were going to bring up on this. oh you know you know so we have a plethora of other songs of course that come down the line and uh uh including where have i danced with you before which is another chick Corea deal um beyond the seventh galaxy it's cool uh it's pretty prototypical type prog but you know it's like a lot of prog it's not really totally listenable to uh but they always pop out on top with that open chord jam you know, which brings usually brings most all their songs together.
Uh, but Earth Juice. Um, Earth uh, Juice is a really cool song. Yeah, <laughs> really I thought like it's pretty. Old. Stanley Clark is unreal. Um, just yeah. absolute uh, in command of the whole fucking thing the entire way. The dude is ridiculous, right? And there is that really, there's that really nice little jam, like you know, kind of early in the song. It slowly starts to build about yeah, you know, that guitar riff about like a, a minute quarter in. way through. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. great. and just sort of and it was it's fascinating hearing you like i listened to this for the first time yesterday and you guys are talking about like the unlistenability of it and like having have like enough exposure to prog rock like i listened to this entire record like and then was like i want to listen to some steely dan like i felt like i felt like a very comfortable listen like this was like this felt good like it was like nice it was like just feel feel like feeding my vibe like i did not feel the uncomfortable proggy thing which i very much know exists and like i feel sometimes but like what dan did you reach for uh you know i never i never got a chance to listen to it because i I came back and i listened to this again (laughs) today even better uh, and so like yeah tomorrow i'll probably listen to some dan while i'm doing i've been doing a lot of projects around the house so right on listen to music that's good cool. uh, just throw yeah i thought that was inter- interesting from a different side and maybe it's like yeah maybe it's all the the, the fish and the like um, a lot of unlistenable music that i really enjoy listening to right but you pull the rubber band back all the way right sort of like smooths out everything along the way but yeah uh i was pretty blown away by this album and then what after Earth Juice? Sorry, I went off on a little tangent. There's oh, another. It's all right. Well, we have the the third of the uh, Chickaria chicks. Uh, you know his little uh, interlude. I mean, really, I, I guess I feel like all three of these could be one song, sure. but that's maybe that's me. But you know, he wanted to spread them out. I guess. I mean, the name of the band is uh, uh, Return of Forever, featuring Chick Corea. Oh. So he's creating like, sort of a, yeah, I felt like, um, so I saw like, I think the 25th anniversary tour tour. Okay. And, uh, actually I saw someone else there that might not remember being there, but I saw Rob McKay at that concert. Wow. Uh, I don't know if you remember I being don't. there. I do not. Right on. You were there with Nathan, but, uh, in any case it was, fucking awesome i mean they hadn't lost a step stanley clark was still the badass that you know i mean uh, their skills didn't diminish whatsoever that's what was crazy about it and uh chick korea really seemed like the band leader and uh um but i mean stanley clark certainly the musical leader of the entire fucking thing and, Sounds uh, like i enjoyed it pretty well yeah dude you look like you're having a good time i <laughs> I'm happy to inform you, uh, but like, uh, I'm sure there's more than a handful of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've been with you on many, uh, junkets. So then we have a song to the Pharaoh Kings, uh, which my opinion, uh, could be, could be the masterpiece. Any thoughts? My thought was as someone who regularly listens to music that's like 28 minutes long, like that this song is not long enough. Like I wanted Thank to be like you. half Thank of you. the album. <laughs> yeah, to, you could I just kind of live just, in this song forever. I wanted it to keep going.
yeah, it's easy to want to live in this song forever. Um, especially Demiola's guitar solo. Um, yeah, oh, his yeah. his guitar solo. I mean, there's an incredible bass section of it. Uh, and then there's there's a part where it sounds like everyone is soloing. You know, kind of this idea to get back to the jam band aesthetic that we might know uh, that everyone is soloing at once. You know, kind of the some of the parts is greater than than the individuals. fucking cut loose on this thing and uh it's it you know it kind of features a what they called an eastern sound but like you know something from the uh middle east part of the world perhaps uh india that type of thing maybe they're the ones that inspired the dead to go to egypt a few years later right? yeah you should check this out man <laughs> but yeah like the end of this song where like you said it's kind of like cacophony calamity everything right. kind of going at once um yet at the same time just kind of all locked in together and kind of just killing it you know um oh it was just, it's a really great pick i was really like i'm i'm excited to like dive into this more kind of makes you excited to like introduce it to someone like hey i've got something you don't know yeah, about like, you did uh, not know this here yeah check this out <laughs> i mean that's uh, yeah that's what it was what a happened. perfect companion, right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I wanted it, to it, go ahead, man. Oh, I think I think it was a great album that that it it brings that prog element into a uh, jazz fusion that that goes in just so many directions. Such a massive branch, and like they so many of them intertwine throughout. You know, after this, and, right? Uh, it's just it's it's a really great like kind of vision of what's going on in the future of a lot of music. If you were a fan of Yes, you were probably uh, had something going on with Return to Forever at some point. And, and their albums did hit the charts. And so uh, it's not like they were completely unheard of or anything like that. But uh, if you're at all into high-flying jazz fusion, please give these guys a listen to. Uh, you will not be sorry. I guarantee you that. Um, so, uh so, any, any other thoughts, guys? Thanks, Drew. Appreciate yeah. the list. Thanks for definitely giving me some, giving me some new stuff to hear. It's, uh, no, it's always no fun worries. when I'm like don't have any reference for it. <laughs> well, Indeed. I try. That's my goal here is to try and give you some context because I know I pull out some kind of a. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, and I the often extremes like, of any given genre. No, and I have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot of reference in in Prague. I just don't have like a lot of yes which was really it was fun to listen to that you know it's a different corner of it which is for sure great you know we've uh, had some episodes this season that have uh, kind of featured a genre like tribe called quest was definitely our you know foray into uh the hip-hop uh world and you know consider this your foray into the prog world i mean we had some beastie boys back in the day i guess that's I'd, like that's a it's like a light hip-hop light you, you know well they're hip-hop giants but i will say they are but i always I, I, think of them in a very specific like they're they're kind of their own entity but yeah. yes they are, are their own entity um you know and they were happening concurrently but i don't really think we engaged as hip-hop quite as much as we did tribe called Quest. no that's true that's that's a good point so yeah this was your uh prog primer we'll come back at you with more primers in the future of certain genres and uh Hope you enjoy them. So uh, I guess for tonight, uh, uh, this has been the Music Challenge Podcast. My name is Andrew and Rob, Jed, Kevin. See you guys. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Right on. We'll Have a good one. We'll check out next uh, episode and uh, enjoy. Stay Bye. well. Bye.